And basically, the news was that the Thai government could no longer defend the bot. And the bot, the currency of the Thai government, was going to collapse. And we all could see the collapse happening in the market. And the bot at that time was 25 bot to US dollar. And by the end of 1997, it was at 60 bot to the US dollar. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest, me. I wanted to take this time to talk to you about this current COVID crisis. It is a time that is very scary. I have lived through many different economic crises over the years, and I wanted to share my story of loss. It wasn't my worst investment, but it was my worst personal moment. It was about 1995. I was riding high as a stock market analyst in Thailand. In fact, I had been promoted to be the head of research of a company named WI Carr, which was the number one foreign broker. All was going well. Then a friend of mine came in 1995, Dale, and he said, hey, we should set up a coffee business in Thailand. And we had the idea of setting up a coffee business. Originally, it wasn't going to be a factory. We were gonna buy coffee from other companies, other roasting companies package it, and then sell that coffee on. But when we found that we couldn't find companies that would be able to produce the coffee to our standard, we decided we'd have to build a coffee factory. Well, no problem. I was making good money and had already made a lot of good money. And between myself and Dale, Dale moved to Thailand and we set up Coffee Works and set up the factory. We started our sales in 1996. And then in 1997, the financial crisis happened. I remember walking into work on the first day, the first working day of July in 1997. And basically the news was that the Thai government could no longer defend the bot. And the bot, the currency of the Thai government was going to collapse. And we all could see the collapse happening in the market. And the bot at that time was 25 bot to US dollar. And by the end of 1997, it was at 60 bot to the US dollar. It later stabilized to about 50 and then eventually has come back to where it is now, which is about 30 or so. What that meant was that companies that had US dollar debt were in serious trouble because they didn't have enough money to pay it back. The economy started to collapse. And when that happened, everything got bad. Eventually we could see that our plans for our business disappeared. And those plans had been to sell to many companies as the economy was expanding in Thailand. It was a very exciting time. But instead, our sales dried up to almost nothing. Yet we still had a factory and people working in that factory. And we still had a sales team trying to sell and we were trying to sell, but nothing was coming in. And to make matters worse, in April of 1998, I lost my job working in an investment bank. All of a sudden, we had a business and a factory and a lot of costs, no revenue, and 
no employment for me to feed the cash needs of the company. We made a decision. Dale and I had lived together in a house in Bangkok and we made a decision. We have to move out to cut the costs and we have to move into the coffee factory. We moved the sales team out of one of the rooms that had air conditioning in it because the factory is not air conditioned in Thailand because it's burning hot. We moved the staff out of the accounting office into another office and we put two beds in that office and we went back to school. It was like going back to college days. Two beds, one room, a bathroom outside of that room and that's where we lived. Every day we saw no new customers come in and existing customers disappear and of course no income. And there was very little hope that I would get a job again in the financial industry because everything seemed to be decimated by the collapse. Not only the collapse in Thailand, then we saw Indonesia collapse and Malaysia and many of the other countries in Asia got hit. This crisis in 1997, the Asian crisis, never really hit the US. Later in 1998, there was a Russian crisis, but that crisis barely hit the US market. So here we were in our factory with no hope. It was a very depressing time. To make matters worse, on one August day in 1998, Dale and I had woken up, factory was empty, no workers there, nothing going on kind of a depressing Sunday because when we looked out the window, it was pouring a tropical rain outside of Bangkok. And it was just a depressing day. If you could imagine the smell of rain in a tropical forest, basically where we were with this factory because we were out in the boondocks in this factory. We were sitting there, it was already a depressing environment and I got a call from my sister Kelly and Kelly said that her cancer had come back and the doctor said she only had one month to live. Could I please come home to see her? When I hung up the phone, Dale and I looked at each other and just cried. It was the absolute bottom, that August Sunday of 1998. A professional bottom and a personal bottom. All seemed lost. Very soon I had to get on an airplane and get back to see my sister. Within one week of arriving in America, she had passed away. I had one week to spend with her. We had the burial, the funeral, and her three daughters and her husband there mourning the loss. I stayed for a couple more weeks with her family, and then I had to come back to Thailand. I came back to Thailand completely depressed and defeated. By this time, Dale had decided that we better not live in the factory. We should move into a apartment nearby that's as low cost as possible because the factory, the environment of the factory would eventually break us down. So when I arrived back in Thailand in August, after having lived in the factory from April to August, we had a little apartment, a tiny little apartment. The apartment cost $150 per month for the two of us to live there. And basically, I was quite depressed coming back and I wasn't coming back to anything exciting. The key thing is that Dale is an Iron Man 
and Dale decided that he would just keep doing the next best thing that he could do, the next right thing to do to continue the business. Many, many times we talked about the business and we agreed that this is an equity investment of myself and some other investors and Dale. And we all knew it was a high risk investment and we can walk away from it and lose everything. But we don't need to feel ashamed about that because failing in business is not illegal. Fraud, lying, cheating is definitely illegal. Dale was a very honest and sincere man and he continued on. And slowly, by 1999, I got a call where I got a job offer to work for a bank. Things were starting to come back. And slowly, very slowly, Coffee Works started to recover and Dale kept making the next right steps. We made mistakes along the way. But today, we're a company with more than 100 staff and a robust business that is celebrating 25 years in existence. That's something to be proud of. Now, I'm going to wrap up my story by saying, what lessons did I learn? The first lesson I learned is that when economic crisis comes, there's not a lot that you can do to change it. You've got to buckle down, keep your costs low, maybe move in with friends, come up with ways to cope with the situation because it isn't going to turn around quickly. That's the first thing. The second thing is don't cheat, lie, steal, or do other things that some people do in times of desperation. The third thing I learned from it is that sometimes small business is a trap. You can't go back because we didn't have anything, our assets, nobody would buy the assets of our company. And we couldn't go forward because what we found is that no matter how much work we put into sales, we still couldn't increase the sales of the company at that time. Sometimes you just have to walk forward. And I think that my main lesson that I would say, if I thought about what one action would I recommend listeners to take to avoid suffering the same fate. I would say that the lesson that I learned is take it easy. When a crisis comes, don't let panic and fear drive you into the ground. You can make it and you can make through it. It's just going to happen slowly and step by step. Don't cheat or defraud people. But if you can't pay, just tell them I can't pay right now. Last question, what's my number one goal for the next 12 months? Well, I want to say that I remember the story of a hospital in Thailand, Bamrumrat Hospital. It had expanded into a new hospital building that it had uh, finance with US dollar debt. And that hospital building had just opened just before the 1997 crisis. What that meant is that they had a hospital building that was empty. Nobody was coming to it. It was paid with U.S. dollar debt. They were in serious trouble. But they came up with the idea that the currency is weak and the hospital's world class. Why don't we try to market to people outside of Thailand who could afford to come and pay and use our services? 20 years later, that hospital now generates 60% of its revenue from foreign tourists and medical tourists. It didn't come because of some brilliant thinking. It came from thinking during an emergency. 
So what is my number one goal for the next 12 months? I want 80% of my company's revenue to be coming from my online courses and other digital assets. All right, my parting words to the audience, my parting words to you is to take it easy. Stick close to the people that you love and the people that care about you. Stay calm and look forward to a great future because things will turn around. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and most importantly, protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, I'll see you on the upside.